Hello, this is the Connective Payments Insights podcast, a podcast with spoken articles about all sorts of interesting developments in the world of payments. Today's article is about SPA. In an earlier article on open banking, we briefly discussed SPA, which stands for SIPA Account Access. SPA, an initiative of the European Payments Council, EPC, is a new voluntary payment scheme. Enrollment for banks and third-party providers has opened on 1st of September 2023. The scheme's ambition is to drive open payments in Europe and to become the de facto European standard in the field of open banking. SPA is not a payment means or a payment instrument itself, but it offers a way to transport information in relation to payment accounts and transactions via APIs. It is envisaged that the scheme will evolve further over time to support more elaborate functionalities in line with market demand, possibly even beyond payments. It works through payment initiation services, PIS, over the STC Instrails. All currencies in the SIPA zone are supported, so in addition to the Euro, for example, also British pounds and Danish crowns. Many market parties experience PSD2, the European standard for open banking that has applied until now, as defective. The European Commission recently published a comprehensive review of PSD2, which shows that there were, and still are, quite a few problems with its implementation. We pointed out many of those problems in our Insights series on PSD2. As a result, the desired development of new innovative services based on payment data is lagging behind. In response, the European Commission wants to remove as many barriers as possible. Hence the renewed PSD3 directive, and in particular the PSR, which sets out stricter rules on access to payment systems and account information, compared to PSD2. At the same time, the EPC aims to create an attractive open banking ecosystem for all participants, primarily based on cross-industry collaboration instead of PSD compliance. The launch of the SPA scheme coincides with two other major developments that aim to drastically change the European payments landscape. The aforementioned PSD3 PSR and the European Payments Initiative, EPI. These three developments are currently running in parallel. The question is to what extent they compete with each other or are complementary and ultimately come together in the interest of European citizens and companies who need simplicity and low cost. We spoke with Gijs Boudewijn, who co-chairs the SPA multi-stakeholder group on behalf of the banks. Gijs shares that position with Arturo González McDowell on behalf of the TPPs. The SPA multi-stakeholder group, which falls under the EPC board, currently consists of 30 members with an equal distribution of banks and TPPs. SPA focuses in particular on the relationship between so-called asset holders, the party that manages the data on behalf of a private individual or organization, and asset brokers, the party that requests access to the data in order to provide a service to that same private individual or organization. A typical asset holder is a bank, or the ASPSP in PSD2 terms. 
A typical asset broker is a fintech company that does not offer current accounts itself. In the remainder of this article, we use AH Bank, asset holder, and AB Finance, asset broker, as imaginary examples. The two roles are part of a generic four-corner model that is reminiscent of the model used in the cards ecosystem to distinguish between issuing and acquiring roles. Well, the EPC is serious about SPA. Uh, the scheme should, subject to decision by the EPC board, come into effect on November 30, after years of preparation. Asset holders such as HA Bank and asset brokers such as AB Finance can register from September the 1st. Participation is on a voluntary basis. On June 26, a new version 1.1 of the SPA scheme rulebook was published, defining the asset holder and asset broker roles that scheme participants can choose to play. The rulebook makes a distinction between basic services and premium services. Basic services are the same services that today fall within the scope of PSD2 and that ASPSPs, like banks, are required to offer free of charge. The SPA scheme rulebook provides more specific and detailed technical and operational guidelines for accessing and using payment data than PSD2. Areas include authentication, privacy, security and liability. Premium services are outside the scope of PSD2 and are optional. In the field of payments, this concerns, for example, multiple payments, payment certainty mechanisms, pre-authorizations and e-mandates. In the future, dynamic recurring payments will also be possible. Then, for example, an app can automatically transfer the remaining balance on an account to a savings account at the end of the month or automatically cancel the negative balance on one account with a transfer from another account. SPA also explicitly positions itself as an enabler of open finance. The intention is that eventually all data that is entrusted by a private individual or organization to a financial institution such as a bank can be accessed via the SPA APIs. Consider, for example, mortgage data, identity services, or accounting services. A minimum viable product has been established with which the scheme will start on the 30th of November. For all participants in SPA, an annual scheme fee to the EPC of currently 222 euros applies. In addition, the asset broker pays a fee to the asset holder for each API call. There will be fees for both basic and premium services. The SPA scheme is preparing a default remuneration model for this purpose, which will be published in November. Thereafter, this model will be actively calibrated to make participation in SPA as attractive as possible for all parties. Because fees will expectedly be passed on to the asset users, they too will have to experience the benefits of SPA. For Gijs Boudewijn, this will be the most exciting step in the development process. After all, the banks have an interest in relatively high fees and the, and the TPPs in relatively low fees. Somewhere in between there is an optimum, which is set, set with the cooperation of Pricewaterhouse and in strict compliance with EU competition rules. 
The model is based on carefully crafted and objective cost calculation model, which is being developed by an external economic consultant, says Gijs Boudewijn. To a large extent, we are navigating through yet uncharted water waters here, and only by taking SPAT to the market we will be able to find out if the remuneration model is fit for purpose, i.e. if it allows for compet competitive pricing in the market. An automated operational scheme manager will eventually be responsible for the settlement of access and functionality fees. For the time being, this is not yet available and the settlements will be maintained manually by the EPC. By the way, the word default says it all. AB Finance and AH Bank can deviate from the default fees by agreeing bilaterally on lower rates. However, it is questionable whether parties will enter into such costly negotiations at this early stage. Our asset broker AB Finance will soon be able to choose. Does it extract the desired payment data from the freely available but limited and troublesome PSD2 APIs? Or does it opt for the industrial quality APIs via SPA with a better customer journey in exchange for what the SPA multi-stakeholder group calls a small fee? And what if not all banks relevant to AB Finance's market participate in SPA so that AB Finance has to continue to support the PSD2 APIs in addition to the SPA APIs? Something similar will soon apply to AH Bank. It remains obliged to offer the PSD2 compliance APIs, but as a SPA asset holder, it will also offer a similar basic service that functions better in practice. The question is to what extent asset holders such as AH Bank will choose to put the PSD2 compliance APIs on the same technical footing as the basic SPA APIs in order to save IT development and maintenance costs. That remains to be seen and will differ per bank says Gijs Woudewijn. In any case, for the sake of network efficiencies, the participants in the SPA scheme have an interest in having as many asset holders and asset brokers as possible join. The more participants, the less fragmented uh, the open banking ecosystem, the higher the benefits and the lower the operational costs. In that sense, SPA and PSD2 are competing solutions to the issue of how payment service providers can gain access to payment data. At Rabobank we see SPA as a positive development. A value-driven approach means that open banking and open finance are stimulated from the market. Compared to PSD2, all parties involved will benefit, which is better than the current compliance-based approach. The broader the focus on value-added premium services is also positive, says Edwin Sanders, lead strategy payments at Rabobank. At the same time, we still have to determine how and how quickly we want to participate. Besides the fact that not all specifications and prices are known yet, the number of participants is an uncertain factor in the decision. That decision might have been simpler if SPA had been adopted five years ago as a market-driven implementation of open banking in Europe. Now, PSD2 will continue to exist alongside SPA, which complicates the decision for the banks, according to Edwin Sanders. The SPA scheme can count on support from the ECB and the European Commission, because harmonization, interoperability and access for third-party providers are taking to a higher level. 
The regulators welcome SPA as a market initiative to fill in part of the payment service regulation, PSR. Moreover, they see SPA as an important enabler for the European vision in the field of open finance and open data. Gijs Boudewijn says, both the ECB and the European Commission, who are observers in the SPA multi-stakeholder group, openly expressed their unequivocal support for SPA as a truly European solution. For us as co-chairs, those expectations were a strong motivation to move SPA across the finish line against all odds, says Gijs. So what about EPI versus SPA? Are they complementary developments? Together with its uh, member banks, the European Payments Initiative, EPI, is building a new payment solution based on account-to-account -account payments. At the same time, those banks must provide free PSD2 access to their payment accounts to, uh, to third parties, usually through APIs, who provide account information and payment initiation services. SPA leverages on that, on that and introduces premium features which EPI banks may provide at a price. Therefore, the two schemes regard each other as complementary. If our imaginary AH bank decides to adopt EPI as its payment engine, there is nothing to stop it from using the SPA scheme to give AB Finance and other PSPs access to the payment data it holds for its customers. So, how can organizations participate in SPA? Interested parties, parties must be able to provide appropriate documents proving that they meet the necessary requirements for offering asset holders or using asset brokers the planned SPA scheme services. This could, for example, be a corresponding PSD2 license in a SEPA country. Any interested party who meets the eligibility criteria set out in the rulebook can apply to become a participant in the SPA scheme. The EPC Secretariat must receive a signed version of the adherence agreement and schedule information accompanying the adherence agreement. By signing the entry agreement, the participants agree to respect the rules described in the rulebook. The EPC Secretariat will objectively determine whether the applicant can meet the eligibility criteria and make a decision on the application. Connected Payments is here to help you. Joining the SPA scheme could be an interesting option for both banks and payment service providers. Open banking and open finance are the future and SPA is a serious effort to bring these to the next level. Payment service providers can benefit from higher clarity and availability and a broader range of financial data. For instance, while PSD2 is limited to checking account data such as income and expenses, access to savings account data through SPA enriches the analysis of customers' financial situation. Banks can benefit for the same reasons, as well as the revenue from providing SPA services. However, assessing the 119 pages of rules in the SPA scheme rulebook can be a co complex. Our consultants are ready to support you in the various phases of a SPA project. First of all, to make the strategic considerations regarding possible participation, the selection of relevant premium services, and the determination of the legal, functional, operational, and technical requirements to prepare your organization for entry. 
we would be happy to discuss this with you. So let's connect. For more news, interviews, and insightful articles, subscribe to this podcast, our newsletter, or go to connectivepayments.com insights. Thank you for listening.